Hello, 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 and welcome back to what is actually a bit of a different voice compared to what you used to. So, my name is James Newell, and this, I believe, is episode 14 of the Joe and Matt Having a Chat podcast. Now, this episode is a little bit different, um, as I'll be the one asking the questions, um, but this is a bit more of like an open chat, just to find out a little bit more about our podcast hosts. So, Joe, Matt, I suppose I better do the introductions. Thanks for the opportunity for having me on the podcast. Um, how have you been? Been keeping well? Yeah, good. It's uh, it's going to be a weird one today. We're a bit bit kind of confused when someone else is starting the chat, but we're up for a bit of a challenge. Um, yeah. Give everyone obviously listening, and today's going to be a bit different, talking more about me and Joe, a bit more kind of informal chat. And I don't know if it's going to be a challenge. Well, how do you feel about talking about yourself, Matt? See what the questions are. We don't know the questions, is the main thing. So Maybe he's not got any questions. You might not. You might just... Might be flying um, from yeah. the top of the dome. I'm, I'm very well. I've been life. Yeah? How's, um, how's work been? Obviously, personal trainers. Um, work been good? Been busy? Been... Yes, yeah, really busy. Well, a bit of both. Really busy to start off with. Obviously, everyone wanted to get back into fitness uh, as soon as possible, but... I'm finding now that more and more people are having to isolate and taking time off. And I think a lot of people as well, even if they don't have to isolate, if they've got like a family holiday coming up or an event where they need to not have COVID, they're just not going to come out of the house, which I get. And for most people that that's normal, obviously for, for especially me, if I don't work, I don't get paid. But in saying that I'm actually enjoying having the time off and I'm getting ahead of myself on everything that I want to do. Uh, because come September, I'm probably going to have no time. And I'm sure we can touch on that later in the podcast as well. Um, but how about yourself, Matt? Say a similar story? Similarly, yeah, it's kind of funny. What we've kind of people see isolating, it's kind of, it's almost like one in, one out the last kind of good few weeks. But, you know, take a pause. And, and, and how have you found it recently? Just been been busy in the gyms themselves have you think that you know the the as they've labeled it the pingdom um or the pandemic as they call it has been been had much of an impact on on sort of your clients or not massively um i think if people a few of mine have been isolated and stuff over and all i've done is given them like stuff to do while they're away um so they keep mm-hmm. themselves topped up and they're in their back and they can start fresh or continue but no it's just a luckily I haven't been pinged it's probably a very frustrating thing there's a few mm-hmm. people I work that have been obviously like for everyone suddenly I'm to not work even though we're not in lockdown is have you still got the app I've never had the app <laughs> that's why I'm found a point I, I, I suppose that's a question is um have, have you still got the app but obviously if you've never downloaded it then I guess the answer is no yourself sure I mean I have the app but after yeah. we went to our, our trip to London, James, I've not actually turned my location back on. I've actually recently removed it um, because as I learned that you can get pinged through the wall from your neighbour. So obviously I've, I've actually heard stories of um, not, not my immediate friends, but actually people who, who I work with have been also pinged through. Basically one of their neighbours has logged it as they've had COVID and they've obviously been pinged literally because they've been sleeping, you know, in a wall, which is probably four or five five uh, in, inches thick so yeah it's uh it's crazy at the moment but nice uh it's good to hear you guys are doing well but i suppose with questions um best place to start is well from the start so uh first question which is a question for both of you is what made you want to go into the field that you are today so personal training 
the sports industry you know growing up was there any inspirations what sort of made you want to go into the industry that you're in I suppose whoever wants to kick off first feel free okay so mine kind of involves Joey really weirdly enough I don't know if he even knows it (laughs) biggest uh, inspiration (laughs) well when I was like really young I was never in sport and I kind of Mm. it wasn't until I went to college and um I did my level one as an instructor course just as a side thing but they said do something else and I was like I'll go for it quite enjoyed it and then I thought I'll do level two you know a few friends are doing that tag along mm-hmm. did level two really enjoyed that and it kind of I was like oh then I got into it myself more and then just kind of got a part-time job at somewhere doing instructing and then just kind of fell in love with it more and more but obviously having the people around me at the time like at Joe I had a few, a few friends it gives you that kind of you know you learn with each other you're not just doing your own you have that kind of bit of a group group environment um but yeah just yeah just kind of started as I learned more I learned. sort of like a natural progression for you to go into the industry right yeah and it's you kind of it's enjoying when you can help people that first bit mm. of, like when you get that first bit of feedback whether someone's progressed or it's quite nice and still now if they get a message of a client being like oh, thank you so much it's like oh you know even though that's quite a rewarding feeling when yeah. you do when you do put in the hard work and obviously you see the results off the back of it and which is a lot more visual obviously in your line of work being you know obviously body training and things like that so that's no, good to hear how about yourself Joe? so I'm actually going to start mine back in year nine when I school days school days, yeah, back in school days and I always played football yeah. but I was one of the last people to hit puberty and it depends who you ask. If you ask my parents, they'll say I wasn't fat. So why are you hitting? I don't know what. Puberty. What are you hitting? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> so I'm still waiting for puberty, but... Everyone the game's looking a little wispy, I must admit. Look, that beard's coming in slowly. <laughs> so everyone else hit puberty, and I kind of was not as quick as anyone, not as strong as anyone, and basically not in shape. So... I made the conscious decision to stop playing football. I thought, I'm going to go to the gym. And in my head, I thought, I'm going to get ripped within 12 months. Fast forward 10 years, I'm still not ripped now. But the point is, I thought, this is going to be a really quick transformation. So that went through the gym year nine, year 10, year 11, all through school. And I started to enjoy being in the gym more and more. Obviously, reading different things like your men's health magazines. And had an idea of what it was to go to the gym. And even if my idea of that has changed now, just being in and around the gym I've always enjoyed it from the age of mm. 14 moving upwards so I've always enjoyed being in the gym and I think at that young age I realized if I could earn a living from being in the gym that's got to be a pretty good life to live yeah. along the way it's kind of changed from being well I want to be in the gym to I can be in the gym and I can actually help people change their lives and it's kind of moved through through the spectrum of I like to help myself I still like training myself in the gym I just like being in the gym environment so from a young mm. age wanting to be in that gym to be able to do that now is almost like I'm doing my dream job at the age of 24. A byproduct of that, which is almost probably overtaken now, is the fact that you're allowed to help people change their lives in the process. And it's quite a rewarding job. And as as Matt said, you get the nice messages from people. You're literally changing these people's lives. And my client actually texted me today saying that not only has she, her blood pressure has gone down from high to normal, and then she's been taken off the medication. So things like that, where the work that you've done I mean, I'm sure Matt would agree. It's quite an easy job. Most of the time, you show up, 
suppose in essence it can be quite easy but obviously there's a lot of work behind the scenes that probably your clients don't know of like obviously the planning the training plans and everything else that goes along with it just getting your schedule in line can be obviously something that people don't necessarily see so I mean I guess I can see why you say it's easy um, from what people say but obviously challenges come with that right I I guess yeah I mean you you can look at it from an outsider's point of view we show up in in shorts and t-shirt and trainers every day you tell people True. what to do exercise wise. And if you find exercise straightforward, then it might be a bit easier. If you're a PT that kind of fell into the industry with less exercise experience, you might find it a bit harder. But coordinating a session, I find quite straightforward. You're right, the admin that goes behind it, the early mornings, late nights, it does take it out of you and it can become mm. stressful at times. But in that hour session where you've got a client, it's actually it can be quite straightforward. So it's not necessarily a taxing job all the time but the reward that comes with it is definitely worthwhile the early mornings late nights and all the admin that you've got to do behind the scenes and what's i suppose like a segment of that is like what's been the most not necessarily a certain time but what is the most rewarding part of your job because i know you said obviously you had a client text you this morning um obviously this is joe in in, uh, an example from your side is that they've you know lowered the blood pressure and things like that which is obviously great to see um I can imagine that you've probably seen changes in people, which are not only physical, but also on the mental side as well. Um, so probably a question for you both is, is what, what is the, you know, the, the thing that makes you proud to do it? You know, what's been that side? I think for me, um, it's if you get someone that doesn't like the gym and then 12 months mm. later, they're going in religiously. It's just, it's part of their lifestyle. For me, I find that's quite a nice thing, whether they hate it before and never want to go to, they just bump into you when they're training themselves with you or another client. Mm. And it's changing their life and not just them seeing it as, oh, I better go to the gym, it's I go to the gym. Or <clears throat> obviously, we'd like changing to change the perception well. for your clients. Yeah, if you've got to obviously, some people have weight loss, some people strengthen up, it's different stuff. Well, one client I've worked with him for about 10 months now. He's lost around 15 kg and his squat went from 30 kilos to 130. So like strength went up and he didn't, he didn't progressive overload. He didn't really realize he was kind of just just adding bit by bit. Didn't really take much notice. When we first hit hundred, he was like, wow, that's, you know, quite, quite impressive, quite proud of himself. And then weight kept dropping and all that stuff. So for me, it's changing people's lives, whether it's, just their enjoyment of the gym let alone the weight loss the strength it's them actually wanting to exercise and help others through you so whether mm. they recommend someone or they drag their partner to the gym because they now go to the gym it's seeing this kind of chain of effects really i suppose you know just carrying on that conversation is it's not you know you you, you take a client from thinking that, you know, they're going to change, like you said, Joe, from being 12 months time, they're going to be ripped, they're going to be jacked, they're going to be, you know, their ideal body size. And that, you know, sometimes doesn't happen. Extenuating factors can obviously play a part in that. But as you said, you know, you, you make small steps and before you know it, you're going from 30 kg to 130 kg, you said, was it? In yeah. the space of how, how long? So it was 10 months, but the 130 10 months. like three reps. So we don't actually quite know what you could do for one. I've got an yeah. idea. It's nice not to set the limit just yet. No. And how about yourself, Joe? Pride? Um, the mental health thing play a factor? What's, what's been the one of the proudest things that you've um, obviously had from your clients? 
I think it's just similar to what Matt said, actually, probably in a different venue, yeah. but the overall thing would be that you're changing people's lives and you see people who I've got one client who, when he came into the gym, <clears> he was <throat> overweight, very <clears throat> not confident coming into the gym and to low confidence, shy, didn't look like he trained, had done some exercise in the past, but wasn't very physically fit. And what working with him over the last 12 months, you get to see his literal body transformation, but more so his confidence. How easy he comes into the gym, he's saying hello to everyone. He looked very at home being in the gym, whereas 12 months ago, he looked very, very nervous when he first came through the door. So I quite like the, the health aspect, aspect of it, um, like lowering people's blood pressure and kind of getting rid of any other health conditions they may have had prior to it. But the overall theme in that is similar to Matt's in that we have the opportunity to change people's lives. And I, I enjoy doing that. I think a lot of people... And I suppose... Oh, sorry, Matt. It's the mental side of it as well, which whether you go to the gym or not, it's that stress relief. It's a good kind of good endorphins. You can be having kind of the worst week from work. I've had it with clients before. They've had like a dreadful week. It comes to Friday, have our session. No motivation. Probably, mm. like they've got a great weekend ahead because they've almost just got that bit of stress out. They've spoken about it a little bit because obviously during the hour or how long you do your sessions for, some people like to just almost just talk and say stuff they might get off their chest. So you can sometimes have an hour which physical, physical, you might not do the best session weights wise, but they might just need the hour just to blow off steam and just almost finish the week or start the week strong. So you always become a counselor to an extent. Yeah, it's a yeah, counselor with dumbbells. Well, I've, had, I've had two examples of that today actually someone came in and said I like coming here because it means I've not got to think about the shit that's going on at home you take it you just got yeah. a, a true real yeah. example but it means that they're not thinking about what they're doing they don't have to worry about their outside stress yeah. because in that session they're free to do what they want and yeah, not think right. about it and I think Matt's right sometimes you have sessions with clients where you probably do more talking than lifting but there's some of the sessions where they go that was really good. I needed yeah. that. Like we did 10 minutes of exercise. <laughs> but there you go. Also as well, it's probably a bit of a change of environment for them. So they may be very structured in their routine. So, you know, for example, for me, my current job is I work in nine to five, as I'm sure a lot of other people who your clients do as well. And, you know, you're very regimented in saying, yeah, this is the one fact that I've got in my life, which is constant. I'm doing a nine to five, Monday to Friday. And outside of that, you know, if, it, if they come into the gym two, three, four times a week, that's, that's a nice little blow of steam if they've had a stressful day at work. Then you can obviously see where, you know, that that's the, you can see the benefits from that from. Um, and also it's just a testament to, you know, the training that you guys have been doing prior. Like Joe, I know you mentioned before that you were going to be busy in September. Um, do you want to talk about a little bit about what you're doing? So what's going to be making you busy? so i've just finished my undergraduate undergrad degree uh, doing strength and conditioning hey. mm-hmm. so i've passed that uh, the boys which love to see it kind of enjoyed i think <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was funny so as, as i went through the three years my workload outside of that in, increased throughout the so first year of uni i was just a part-time in the gym by the second mm-hmm. year of uni i was trying to work as a self-employed personal trainer and then my business kind of doubled in going into my third year of uni. So as uni got busier, as did my workload, which, you know, I may have burned out a few times in the process, but sure. I have to tell to tell. So it can't have been that bad. But come September, I'm going to be doing a master's. And it's a master's of research. Still not 100% set on what I'll be researching. 
I was going to say, what's been the why research? Obviously, sports industry. I can get, I can guess, sports science might play some sort of factor into it. But why research? So usually, if you do like a sports science degree or something, or something, to, mm. yeah, mainly sports science, then you go to do a master's in strength and conditioning. But so as I've done the degree in strength and conditioning, it it would be unwise to do a master's in strength and conditioning. So I could do a master's in, in any right. topic. It could be sports, rehab, biomechanics, physiology, but I didn't really enjoy any of those areas too much. And while I'm on the momentum of in the education system, mm. I've probably got the ability to do a master's as well. I'll let you know in 12 months, <laughs> but I think I could probably do That's it. Really... It's, it's a different level of qualification. So Am I going to love doing the research? No, probably not. But the reward and the qualification of having that level carries quite that a lot. the work that you put in, right? Yeah. And if you go to get a, go for a job, having a master's is a pretty big thing to put on your CV. No, I completely agree. And, and uh, hopefully you don't get any uh, burnouts in between. I'm sure I, one or two will come along the way. Um, at least three. <laughs> and one, one, one will happen this year, guaranteed. December mental break. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm all for well, it. As things open up, I'm sure. No, no. The last time I literally burnt myself out, I think I spent 24 hours in bed. Just completely just couldn't move. Eating, drinking. No, I didn't eat, didn't drink, just just lay in bed. <laughs> my body was just like, you need to stop this. What my finest moment. Need to have a little couple of days break, right? So yeah. So maybe we'll just have to schedule in some some days with the boys or something, which I'm sure I can do. Have a little bit of downtime, right? What's been, um, I suppose, a little segment from that is obviously continued learning. um, And obviously we touched on COVID a little bit. And obviously that's probably effective, not only us, but, you know, everyone else probably listens to the podcast and obviously everyone all around the world. Um, How's, you know, the last 18 months been, you know, changing from going to the gym you know however many days a week that you were working in the gym so then going almost or almost certainly completely remote you know having to transition your clients from you know yeah let's get into the gym let's do this it's this and how's that that process been you know for you Matt has that that been an easy change or has it been you know challenging for you um I said to a client the other uh, last week it kind of feels like we haven't had the last however many months in a weird way where kind of stuff feels slightly... I can't more believe we've had 18 months of it, right? Like, it yeah. Just, it, it's quite nice where we kind of... So in the gym, we've still got some screens up. We've still got, like, certain stuff in kind of there. But it's just nice to feel normal, which is a word that's good and bad, depending how you use it. Uh, it but, yeah, it feels good kind of... Clients-wise, I've got different clients now than they had before. So where they kind of they finish their blocks and stuff. So it's nice having a new challenge. Um, I'm busier at work. I've got more like responsibilities. So it's finding that balance, kind of what you can do and can't do, and obviously having the social life as well. Like Joseph, you you want to avoid burning out <laughs> if you can. Yeah, of course. What happens sometimes where you get to a weekend, you think. I just, I, I'm just going to chill. I could plan stuff. I just want to relax and just chill from there. But yeah, I think it's back to normal. And you can always learn more, like you said, and Joe said as well, like he's doing classes, which is one thing which has quite been quite fun about doing this podcast is 
learning different stuff, whether it's me learning of Joe, Joe learning something of me, or learning from who he speaks to as well. Any, anyone can learn anything. There's, you can never learn enough. No, I um, I completely agree. I mean, I came on the podcast, what was it? Was it a month ago now, I think? My first take. Um, and I hated it. And do you know what? To be honest, I, I can't say I've listened to it back. Being completely honest, I, I hate the sound of my own voice. I'll probably listen to this one. Um, but you do find a lot about yourself. Like not, not just recording yourself and listening back to things that you're saying, but, you know, it's just repetition if, if you keep doing you know and, and again it comes in the gym if, if you keep doing having a set plan and following it you will soon you know keep building yourself up to be um better because of it but you know probably keen to hear your thoughts on that as well joe obviously working remotely um i was up until recently one of your clients i was uh learned a lot actually i must say um so obviously testament to you and um thank you for uh obviously changing that aspect of my life as well so i've lost a couple of kilograms a fair, a fair little bit so um yeah how's been you know 12, 12 months changing for you so i look back at the last 18 months or so 18 months yeah what a time that was eh I, to be honest mate i can't remember it if I you just, asked me what I had for lunch yesterday, I wouldn't know. My <laughs> my my construct of time has changed massively since yeah. being in lockdown. So obviously different from you, after work, I'll be playing Call of Duty until 2 a.m., right? Every night, just because I had nothing else to fill my time with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my, my construct of time is just thrown way off because of COVID. I, I think back to that that first few weeks and I was... Like now I think actually like that was actually pretty good. So I was very fortunate. Everyone was at home. Nice weather. No, yeah, nice weather. I was sat watching films most evenings. I, I think most people tried to stay motivated, and on the whole, I probably was one of the more motivated ones. But I remember, like, I, I'd get up and I'd try to get all my work done in the first few hours, and that was just making stuff for social media, client content, and just putting as much stuff out as possible in terms of content. And I'd do that in the first few hours. And I was very, very fortunate to be able to get hold of some gym equipment from the gym mm-hmm. I work at. So. I was kind of set and my sister hadn't really used the gym before. And she was like, well, can we start training outside? And that was quite good for me because if she wasn't telling me, can we do it at this time? I probably wouldn't have done it. I probably just, oh, I'll leave it today. But every morning she said, what time are we doing it? Which meant I had to get up, eat. And I think we were training, say 10, 11 o'clock most days. Kept active throughout, which was, which was a lifesaver. Obviously did work. I did uni work to do in the first bit as well. But you look back and go, I was probably one of the more, more fortunate ones in the midst of that, but it wasn't terrible. Like I, no. I, I look back at my earnings and through April and May, it was very, very low. Uh, but then I went and got a job as a cleaner. Sure. Uh, more so because I wanted to earn a little bit of money, but also I needed something to do because I was getting well, fed keeping up. your brain active, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah. I needed something to do. But during that time there, I kind of realised how fortunate my life was and how not no idea how privileged I guess I am compared to other people's lives and the, the two girls that I worked with they were arguing over 50p and they were arguing who right. had Mackey and they were arguing it was just like they were one filter down just yeah. uh, just it exposed me to a completely different world that I was I was unaware of and it kind of made right. you realize and even now I think how fortunate I am like if you want 50p James you can have 50p <laughs> it's not That's the true. end of the world we, I'm we, calling yeah, yeah. Uh, like we go out 
uh, you go out for meals and we don't have to worry about how much it's going to cost. Like you go out to the pub and you can have two, three, four, five, six. It doesn't matter. You're not too worried about the cost of things. And that's the fortunate position we're in now. But seeing what those girls were like, literally waiting for their paycheck each month. I didn't need, didn't need to do the work. I just did it because I wanted something to do. Whereas they, like that was their life almost. So it was quite eye-opening in that sense. And that made me, again, think how fortunate you are or we are to be in the positions that we are now. Uh, but when, once the gyms reopened, I couldn't sack that off any sooner. Yeah. Right. So I, I was in a similar position to Joe to me. So I started doing like night shifts at Sainsbury's. So I was like, yeah, you know, I was a key worker. Okay. I, you know, it clapped for me and I, I did different part. I'm saying that. <laughs> I was I was cleaning a doctor's surgery. So I too was a key okay, worker. Okay, yeah, yeah. So James, so... you're talking to two key workers. Right now. <laughs> I um, thank you for your service, guys. It's been really appreciative. <laughs> but but no, on, on, on a real though, like it's... um. I'm glad to see that you guys have been doing stuff outside of obviously doing your personal training. Obviously that's been a massive stretch since, but yeah, I, I guess just keeping um, active and doing something again, not necessarily in your line of work, you know, cleaning and obviously Sainsbury's, but you know, at the end of the day, p- p- people judge, but you know, you, you are doing you know the things that are right for you. So I think uh, I fully respect yeah. it. I know for myself, it certainly made me kind of like just wait for that, wait for the gym to open that. As soon as that date was announced when they were opening, the more I was doing something that wasn't in the gym helping people, it made me just want to do more and more and more. Like, mm. I was like, the first first month, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, this is all right. It's kind of like a little holiday. And then it was kind of, yeah, missing the gym, missing people, started doing more clients online. And it, it wasn't quite the same. You miss that kind of personal touch. It's like when you talk to the screen, it's just a bit yeah, it's I mean, repetitive. Doing online sessions, especially that like the second lockdown wasn't really much of a lockdown, let's be honest. One month. It was one month. I still went to uni. Was the third. And I may have had a key to a gym. So I didn't really, my life didn't slow, slow down or stop. But the third one, I remember taking a, a boot camp online. And it's, I don't know if you ever did that, Matt. Bad, bad internet and everything. Well, it's just so stressful. You're there. And I got a lot of good feedback from it because I hated awkward silences. So I would talk for 40 minutes straight. I was, <laughs> I was doing this boot camp like quarter past six in the morning. So I had to be quiet because my family was sleeping upstairs. But you also had to motivate 20, 30 people. And I didn't, every time I stopped talking, I thought, this is so awkward. So I just kept talking for 40 minutes straight. All I did was just talk to them. Mm. I got a lot of good feedback from that because they said, oh, you were so motivating the whole time. Yeah, I, you get that kind of, like, I don't know, you one-to-ones now. You sometimes get clients that just don't stop talking where they want to chat or where they're doing exercise and they're doing a movement and they chat and they're like, it's a bit easy for you. But, you know, we're just slowly up the way and they slowly talk less and less and less. But yeah, so yeah, uh, it's nice to be back in the kind of the normal world. Also, there's still some stuff that's, there that's changing but i think covid hopefully will kind of be gone soon fully i think it's definitely helped people some people might not have, but it opens your eyes to what you actually whether it's certain people whether you didn't need them in your life as harsh as that sounds like it's quite tough but it's people you probably don't speak to now but you spoke to quite a lot then you don't really miss now or there's people you speak to more now or stuff you do more now stuff you did less then to that point I think James and I are probably a good example of that mm. we were friends before but I think we're probably closer friends now because we probably spoke at least once a week yeah and a FaceTime call at least once a week for a good hour yeah uh, and even now like, we'll, we'll chat on the phone so I think you're right some people you spoke less to and it's not a bad thing that you don't speak to them as much now 
good riddance. Yeah. Uh, but there's definitely I mean, you're, you're close with now as a result of that. 100%. I suppose it comes down to how much value they put on your life. Like obviously, friends are always going to be friends. Like, you know, our close friend group, like, I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, I mean, I, I don't necessarily have a massive friend group, but, you know, for, for, for the people that are in my close friend group, you know, I, like I said, I wouldn't change it for the world. But I suppose, you know, with COVID and everything happening, change obviously is inevitable, uh, as the famous disclosure song goes. But what's been, you know, in your opinion, is there any like one takeaway that like COVID has given you as part of change? Or like, for example, for you, Joe, obviously working as part of that cleaning job, is there anything that you are doing differently now compared to the last 18 months? And probably the same question for you as well, Matt, like obviously working in Sainsbury's and working remotely and, you know, is there anything that the change has brought you, you know, that you're doing differently now? I think you've just got uh, something I think I've done probably since the start of the is you just take stuff, just relax a bit more, but you, you can overthink yeah. things a lot, whether it's, it's like kind of like just worrying about money you can obviously, you, you need money to do stuff. But if you worry about it, it just makes everything seem worse. You've just got to relax, take it easy. There's a massive weight on your shoulders if you keep yeah. thinking about things that, you know, you might not necessarily have a um, too much control over, right? Yeah. So. And whether it's with friends or your day-to-day life, it's it can be in the gym where if you don't achieve a certain lift, cool, do it another day, try another day. It's Or you go for a certain job role and you don't get it. Um, it's fine it might, something else might come up stuff happens for a reason as cheesy as it sounds of course. if you don't get something you don't do something what will happen what will it bring you might learn from it and then you might do better the second time then you might do better off because of that I think you've just got to enjoy enjoy your life while you can there's no point worrying too much thinking now you know I'll make as much money as I can now and I'll enjoy it in order you, you just Enjoy, enjoy learning, enjoy doing stuff while you can with the people around you. Mm. I think it's trying to get that balance because I agree with Matt in that you, something I heard in the podcast very early on to the whole the first lockdown, it was a, an American statistic, but it was something like they basically said they told you how many people die per day. Mm. And they basically, the guys were saying it could be you and you, you never know if it's going to be you or not. And that yeah. kind of as more as it sounds it then meant that you shouldn't worry about that because you i could literally leave here and crash my car fingers crossed i don't and this podcast makes it out uh, but, but the, the idea is that you I, I jokingly said to james uh, a few times that anyone can get it but if you can adopt that mentality then you, you don't need to worry about things as much because you can't if you can't control it then don't worry about it mm. and if you can control it then okay. control it I, I could drive home put my seatbelt on I can control that yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I will do let's yeah for everyone listen Joe does wear a seatbelt let's get out of there saying that. Does I'm just saying over. I could do um, but I think Matt's right it's, it's trying to enjoy yourself but I also think the chances are I'm probably not going to die today so mm-hmm. you also need to prepare for tomorrow it's getting that balance between enjoying yeah. yourself as much as possible which is why I never have any hesitation to buy a coffee I know some people might think buying a Starbucks or a Costa or something similar each day gets expensive, but I enjoy it. And you almost need it as a, as a PT. You need them to get through the day. So you have no issue in spending that £3 each day because you enjoy doing it. But then at the same time, you're forward thinking you need to start saving because if you do make it to 30, you kind of need a bit of money behind you to get a house and have a family and settle down. 
yeah, that's just where it's been kind of obviously being smart as you do stuff. But if you want to go on a holiday, you don't just book a holiday randomly. You look at what you're doing, what you want to do. You still go and enjoy it no matter what, but you don't just book the first thing that comes up normally. <laughs> Some people do, mm. but it's working stuff around and being clever about what you do and how you do it, really. Simple as that. No, I think it's a very fair point. I've got um, a couple more questions. I don't know how we're doing for time. Um, but I... Keep going. Yeah. I'll ask my next question. So I know, Joe, and obviously Matt as well, you touched on burnout, um, which is a massive thing that obviously people might not necessarily know that they have. Um, and one of the important factors, which I'm very, very uh, guilty of, is sleep. So aside from my nine to five, um, I also run my design studio outside of that. Um, and I am the worst person for sleeping. So my sleep schedule, I'll go to bed at two o'clock in the morning. I'll get up at half seven religiously most days. Now that for me is a routine. So some might think, yeah, it's absolutely fine. But you know, um, my boss at work, she, she loves her nine hours, 10 hours at least a day, which I fully respect. Um, now applying that to personal training, um, and obviously that plays a huge factor. How important is it for you guys um, and for your clients as well for sleep to, to be part of that? So sleep is important, but I think Joe will agree. As a personal trainer, it's not always the easiest thing. It sounds silly to say. So an example is um, on Tuesday, I had seven clients. On, and first client was around two o'clock. The last client was around 10 o'clock. I was then back in at work at half five the next morning which didn't really leave a lot of time to actually sleep because by the time I got home, I had some food. I actually wanted to just sit down for half an hour and chill before I went straight because I didn't want to literally roll in, go to sleep because obviously you feel like you haven't had much of an evening almost. So I probably got around four or five hours sleep of that. Had the day from 5.30 till about five. So I got a nice little 12-hour day. And then Wednesday, you know, I was just, you almost feel, I've never experienced it, but the feeling of being high you almost just sit there being Don't like... Don't look at me when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're tired and you just feel like you just like, I could just, I could just nod off now or... Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Overtired. Yeah. Less yeah. dazed. I wouldn't know. But I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, like, it's quite, um, quite funny to say to clients, get sleep. Because I think Joe probably does as well. We don't always do. I'm probably worse for it than you are, to be honest. I try to. Um, but I know I can last without a good night's sleep sometimes. One night, one night's fine. Yeah, one but or two nights. When you do it three, four nights in a row, which is where the issues start to arise. And mm. I remember doing, listening to multiple podcasts on sleep and it was all quite fascinating. I thought, I'm going to get back to work. And regardless of my shift, I'm going to be sleeping eight hours a night. Like sleep is so important. I think the first week back, I probably averaged about four or five hours a night. Just because nice. you finish your sessions you go home you're still in work mode mm. you think you finish work at 5 5 p.m you've got until you've got five hours until you and I, I know it's a bit different for you james uh, running your own business but for most people they finish work at five they've got five hours to switch off and go to sleep whereas if we're finishing work at nine for example you then fast forward five hours you're 2 a.m before you're fully switched yeah. off That's and then you're up early to, to go back yeah. to work and um, as you know, James, the, the hours that you work normally nine to five, those are normally the hours that I'm not working. No, of course. I could say to you, John, do something in the day. You say, well, I've only got an hour because my, my work is yeah, first thing in the morning or last thing at night. 
So it's completely back with hours. I, at the moment, am trying to sleep more and I feel better for doing it. I find napping yeah. in the day can be like, advantageous. But I, I say to clients, you need to sleep and that's going to help help your recovery. And I went through a phase of, I recently bought like a, a Garmin Fit, Fitbit. Mm-hmm. Just Garmin. Sure. My resting heart rate was surprisingly high. I thought I'm, I'm fairly fit, but it was surprisingly high. Like, what, do you know what your resting heart rate is, Matt? No, I'm not a fan. Mine, I don't think it's that bad that my Apple Watch is all right. Mine was like 70-something, which isn't, isn't not bad. I think my resting was mid-60s. But I'm, I'm quite fit. I like to think I'm quite fit anyway. So it's quite high for someone that, that's really? quite... Yeah, I've... <laughs> Glad I don't trump it, of course. You know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fine to admit that. Um, Always got back stuff. But I, I said, if I went to the doctors and showed, told them about my heart rate, they'd say... Are you drinking excess amounts of caffeine? Yes. Are you stressed yes. all the time? Yes. Are you sleeping enough? No. Well, that's why I'm very high then. And funny enough, this week I've slept more. I'm less stressed, and my caffeine content's come down. My resting heart rate is like fifty something now. So sleep is massively, massively important for health, and I think the we might as well. For mood, yeah. I think we won't feel the repercussions of it now, but when we're eighty. Uh-huh. I think we'll start, we'll start to really miss those extra hours that we didn't get when we were younger. My concern is I'll wake up at five o'clock most days, I've not got to, and then I'll go back to sleep. But at what point do you stop being able to go back to sleep? That's the turning point. It's quite a scary thought, though, isn't it? At some, at some, <laughs> at some point, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and I'm not going to go back to sleep. If I wake up, if I wake up I'm awake now. Yeah, roll over, look at the time, you think, fucking hell, I don't need to get up just yet. No, I'll either just set my phone or just get today. Or if you're if you're a you don't wake up for anything. How is that? That's not true. Uh, one of my pet peeves is being late, actually. But I am a very heavy sleeper, and uh, I'm actually very fortunate. I am actually very fortunate that I can sleep very, very quickly and very, very well. Um, one of the things that I pride myself on, of course. Um, but yeah, I, I know how important sleep is. I mean, even in my line of work, you know, I can feel it at three o'clock in the afternoon if I've not slept enough. You know, you, you hit that point where, okay, I've had my first coffee, maybe second coffee by lunchtime. At what point then am I then loading more caffeine in, uh, which is not going to do, you know, an awful lot of good to me. So no, I, I would probably tend to agree. Actually, no, not probably. I do tend to agree that uh, sleep plays a massive factor. Now, I've got one final question for you both, a bit different, um, which is, uh, being personal trainers, of course, uh, what would be the one piece of advice that you would give to a personal trainer that is starting out in the industry? So looking at your 18-year-old self or whenever you started, is there one piece of advice, you know, maybe you made a mistake somewhere down the line or something that you've learned that you'd give to your, um, or give someone who's just starting out in your career? personal training um for me it was something someone probably told me once and it's you will always get people saying no to one thing one to one for every 10 people you ask you'll get a no you'll get nine no's one yes sure learn learn from the mistakes whether it's how you approach people how you word it how you choose to kind of teach them or have that kind of initial i don't want to say selling point but if someone's in the brooklyn you go and help them and say try this, try that, and then, oh, would you want one-to-one? It's learn from your mistakes and don't see them as failures, but see them as just 
curbs in the uh, bumps in the road. You just learn from them. Sure. So it'd be simple as that. You'll always get a no, but when you get the yes, it's worth it. I suppose it's just how you deal with the no as well, because you know <clears throat> it might not necessarily be something that you're doing wrong. Um, it might just be timing. You know, you you're. I'm sure that you could go over to, you know, people who are not clients in the gym and, you know, if, if someone, someone's doing, you know, not the right form on a deadlift, you might go up to them and just say, look, I'd love to help and just, you know, help you create that form. And you might show them there and then, and, you know, it might just be not the right time for them, but no, so I just say it's good it's, advice. Don't take it personally is the main bit because yeah. some people might work with different trainers better, whether it can be through personality or how their approach is it's not you're not your PT it's this person works better mm. for them because no one some people work good for others some people work for everyone yeah just don't take it personally people say no don't want one to one and as well it's sort of like you know if you don't ask you don't get which is something that I found in my uh well you know in any case um if, if, if you're not asking the questions or if you're not asking for, for certain things that you want that you're not going to get what you want you know i've heard nothing's handed to you on a silver spoon so you've got to get after what you need so um yeah good answer joe i guess i'd say don't be afraid to give away your best advice for free mm, yeah. something i did when i first started out is i wouldn't i tell people some stuff but i wouldn't necessarily tell them everything and and to what matt was saying when you go talk to people I don't always hold back on telling them some stuff and almost not showcasing my knowledge. Mm. Whereas now I'm not afraid to go tell people I might learn a new exercise, which I want to keep myself like a really good exercise. Yeah. I don't want other people doing it because then they'll be doing my good exercise. Whereas now if I learn something new, I'm telling everyone in the gym and I'm making sure yeah. everyone knows where, where that piece of information come from. And if I did that, when I first started out, I had a, a fairly good knowledge. I think my knowledge has grown massively since starting out but if i was going around the gym and just telling everyone everyone everything that i knew then i think you'd probably get more clients that way if it wasn't a lot of clients you you'd be more well known in the gym and you'd be known for what you're doing in the gym i know when i started out people didn't know that my background was powerlifting because they looked at me and didn't think there's no way he can be strong which turns out i'm i'm probably above average in strength but they didn't realize that at the time because i never told them didn't know yeah. if i went and, and told everyone I know this, I know this, from my experience doing this, you can do that. My name would have been associated with the strength training powerlifting. They would have known that I know more than what they think I do. And then again, your names and conversations, you're going to generate more clients uh, that way. It's true. I mean, like in, in my industry, so as part of my nine to five, I work in the IT industry um, and it's something which is known as like a thought leader. So if you are giving all your best piece of advice or you're sharing, you know, little nibbles of stats that people could find useful, chance, more often than not, chances are they'll be coming back to you, right? They'll be just saying, yeah, I, I want to come back. What else can you teach me? And, and you know, if, if you're uh, more often than not, if you are giving away your best advice, um, it comes back and it helps you in the future. But yeah, um, that pretty much wraps up my questions. I've uh, I've, I've, I've uh, really enjoyed the format of this. I think it's gone quite well. Um, obviously, yeah, you can you. Say, it's been absolutely awful. You're we, most welcome. Well, uh, for those listening, we just thought we'd switch up a little bit, have ourselves as guests, and we thought James was was a good previous guest to ask questions, and mm. hopefully those listening feel like you did a good job. I certainly feel like you did a good job. So hopefully everyone else feels the same way as well. Uh, Matt? Any closing remarks? Yeah. Like similar to what you said, it's been quite fun having questions towards us because obviously we're, we normally ask questions, so it's 
we don't normally have to think how we're asking or how people ask us. So it's weird being the receiver for a change. I think we'll learn from today as well when we're going forwards and we'll be asking questions of people. We'll probably how we word it with future podcasts. So same as anything you learn, whether it like it's we said, learning, right? whether it's Joe teaching me something, you've taught us stuff today. Whether we realise it or not now, we might next time we do our podcast. So no, I appreciate you coming on and being the leader. It's been quite nice. It's a pleasure um, as always. Apart from that, as always, guys, thank you very much for listening. Until next time, we'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye-bye.